I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, world, and welcome back to another episode of Thanks for Coming In. I'm your host, Jillian Clare. For those of you tuning in for the first time, this is the show where I speak to fellow actors about their journey and, most importantly, the ridiculous auditions along the way. Uh, it has proven to be a very, very enlightening process. I gotta say, these audition stories that some people have are, um, you just don't expect them. You just don't see it coming. And yet, they happen, and we love it. Today on the show, we have Rana Roy. You know her best from uh, Rami, The Blacklist. She's been on a bunch of series. She was also on tour with Rihanna in the United Kingdom at one point, and now she's on Gossip Girl. So here is my conversation with the multi-talented Rana Roy. Welcome to the show, Miss Rana Roy. Thank you. <laughs> How are you on this fine day? I'm great. I'm, I mean, as you can tell, I've just come from the gym and I've been nice. running around like a crazy person. And it's <laughs> so hot in New York. You know, it's just like all the sweat, all the things are happening today. Oh man. So you're out in New York. My best. Yes. In New York. I hear it's been very uh, humid. And also you guys had that storm recently. Like it's just been a mess over there. Yeah. It wasn't so bad. It was a lot of water. I mean, rain. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, my brain isn't working today, but uh, this is what you're going to get from me. I love <laughs> it. Yes, it, was, it was a lot of rain, and now it's just 
so extremely hot and mm. a lot of sweat now. So just a lot of water all around. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when did you move to New York? I moved, um, I think, 10 years ago. Wow. But it doesn't feel like that because I've hardly been here. So I, I really say it's three years, <laughs> but it's been 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you, uh, where'd you move from? What brought you to New York? Well, I was in LA. Um, I grew up in Dubai. I went to London, went back to Dubai. And then I took a holiday in LA and uh, signed with a management out there. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm just going to stay here for a bit and see. (laughs) And then uh, three years later, I was like, I was like training and trying to do loads of classes. And I found um, a conservatory here in New York that brought me over here. I actually oh. watched a play that um, Robin Williams was in, Bengal Tiger at the Baghdad Zoo, when mm. I was on holiday here. Um, and I, I was like, oh, I was just blown away by it. And there was also a lot of people who looked like me on stage. And mm. uh, I was like, this is what I want to do. And if I want to do that, I have to come and train here in New York. And yeah. once I was here, I just fell in love with it. I was like, I never want to go back anywhere else. I just want to be here. Oh, you had the New York love story. Yeah, definitely. And I came like with a broken heart. I was like going through a break. Oh, no. It was like the whole thing. And then I was like, you know, the the cliche had it all. (laughs) Yeah, you were living the real life rom-com of New York City. I was. I definitely (laughs) (laughs) So tell me a little bit about yourself, because obviously I want to get into what you're working on now, because that you're working on some amazing shows. But tell me how you got into acting what made you want to be an entertainer did you know from an early age or was it something you discovered um I have a very mixed background and I grew mm-hmm. up by my father is Indian my mother is Egyptian and Nubian and Muslim wow. and uh I was very much you know everyone was like oh you'll be a lawyer or a vet because I loved animals so they were they you know they had like this idea of what I would be and that was the path and even in the schools there you don't really get a lot of the arts there and Mm. if it's very minimal it's not encouraged as an actual profession so I never thought it was a possibility in any way also I sucked as an actor in my (laughs) class I was like this is obviously not for me I'm so bad um, and so I never, ever thought that, but I, uh, I was really shy as a kid and I had this incredible dance teacher that came into my life. And so I started mm. dancing and that just kind of became my social life and became like everything for me. And I started and I ended up, I started a little late, um, for dances, but, uh, by the time I was 13, I was performing professionally in the Middle East and traveling around wow. When I was 16, 15, I auditioned for uh, this one school that I really liked in England that was a dance school, and I got in. And uh, I had a bet with my dad, you know, and he let me go at 16 years old alone. Living That's in remarkable. Yeah, going to dance school. And, you know, it was a big controversy in my family, and mm. they kind of come full circle because they weren't supportive of the arts. And um, in from then up until now you know they're they're my biggest supporters but they were not in the beginning and it was just really cool to see because I was like okay they didn't understand it they were scared for so many reasons so they would put it down in certain ways but then as Mm. I started and it was really hard for a lot of years you know it wasn't like I was you know I'm sure it wasn't wasn't a sure thing it still isn't it's never gonna be you know so uh, I think that 
it was hard, but as they started to see that I was working more, it just became more real to them. And then they started to mm. accept it, but it took many years. Um, so I was a dancer first. I went to dance school. I, then I started performing professionally uh, in England. Mm. I was spotted in a dance class. I was then taken onto a show in the BBC. And then we, we, uh, oh my God. I, I didn't know what I was doing, by the way. I was just <laughs> into this show and I was like I don't know I'm just saying yes I guess <laughs> from that I uh I got a my team it was like a talent competition type show and okay I, I got put into a group and we became a pop group and we had a record deal what um, and we toured with Rihanna around the UK on her what? own brother tour many years ago this is a whole nother life I was like I don't even feel like I lived that life but I did apparently and uh, and then from there, I uh, the same person who actually spotted me in a dance class, she was kind of like my entertainment mother. Um, but she mm. really took me under her wing, and she was she's very very she's done so many things for the arts in England. Um, her name's Arlene Phillips, and she created this TV show that was you know they were looking for six people who they wanted to create this show around and it was a, based around a performing arts school in England. And it was a, a series and they were casting it for, I think two years. I think everybody under the sun at that time who was any kind of performer auditioned for it. And I went in and I was so bad. <laughs> I, I honestly was joke and they were making, they were filming the making of, and I was like, what have I got myself? Why am I doing this to myself? Like, what have I walked into? I've, I'd gotten off a flight from Miami and I walked like way too late into the audition. And uh, I, I was, and then they asked me to sing and I had a phobia of singing in front of people, even though that's kind of what I was doing. So scary. Yeah, wait, like, you had a phobia of singing in front of people and you were opening for Rihanna. Yeah, no. What? I was, I was like, I'll, I'm a dancer in this group, okay? I'm just gonna like say, say a few things in the you know, background. But this, they made me sing and I was like, huh? And so nothing came out. It was terrible. Um, it was terrible. <laughs> and uh, then they were like, mm, where can you? And then I, they knew me as a dancer. And uh, apparently I was like fine at acting, but I didn't know what I was doing. And because uh, oh they wanted someone who could do all three. And then they're like, where can we fit you in the singing? Maybe you can rap. I was like, um, I mean, I can try, but I don't know if that's, I mean, yeah, I can try the worst the worst rapper right here that you could ever imagine oh my god it went into the next day and the next day I'm like I wrote down like scribbles of the like TLC uh waterfall rap in there oh no I wrote it down because I was working like the night before I don't have time to learn something so I'm like coming in with the scrumpled up piece of paper that's not even like nicely folded and I'm like trying to do this rap it was just bad the camera guy was shaking from laughing like the director was like, <laughs> I was like yeah guys I think I should stop and just like leave right now yeah, yeah. but somehow I booked this job and uh oh my God. I think even in the dance call like I got cramps and I couldn't finish the dance like everything that could go wrong went wrong and like they had incredible people audition for and I was listening wow. Yeah, this is not, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm the comedy, like, you know, an X Factor or um, what do you have here? American Idol and things American like that. American Idol, yeah. Like the embarrassing people. That, yeah. was, that was me. I was like, they're going to make a fool of me on this making of. 
but I booked it. And uh, that was my introduction to acting. So I spent a year on this show in the first season, literally going, oh, when are they going to realize they made the biggest mistake of their life? Because I have no idea what I'm doing, but I had to learn everything on camera. And and then that's why I came to, when I came to America after, I was like, I should, I really want to train because I trained as a dancer and I was like, I feel like I really need the training behind me to support me because I know, I now only know how to play one character, Mm, (laughs) you know, and so that was, that was my journey here. Um, Wow. To acting. I never, ever, ever thought it was going to be something I did. Wow. What a, what a wild roller coaster that just was. (laughs) I mean, my lord! <laughs> I know. I was like, that was a lot. Short answers. I'm sorry. It's not. That's not the way my life works. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I mean, it makes it interesting. Clearly, I mean, they must have admired your tenacity. You know, they must have been like, well, she keeps showing up, and you know that that counts I, for something. I think they made me the comedy character, to be honest. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. they 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 were like, oh, she can make a fool of herself. That's great. Let's just. <laughs> let's just put that on her character oh my gosh all right so let's let's fast forward now so you you came to America you went to LA then you ended up in New York and what was like the first tv show that you did in America that was like your moment of like oh I can really make it here oh um hmm the oh I can really make it here I feel like I'm still feeling right I mean we always we always feel like we're still climbing the ladder. I mean, there's yeah. always more to do. But like, oh. what was like that one, that moment where you were like on a set in New York and you're like, oh, wow, this is, this is it. Like, th- this is going to be the thing that I'm going to remember is like the moment where my career started to change. Okay. So I'd been working for quite a bit before this, but I think, mm-hmm. oh, wait, wasn't it? I think the most impactful, because maybe I'd had those moments before in different shows that I'd done, but the most impactful where I cried when I got the job was, uh, it was my first series regular job here. And it was um, a show called Queen America that mm. was on Facebook. And I was offered a test for another show and then they wanted to test me and they actually ended up offering it to me because I would have gone with the other test and but I really wanted this show and uh I just I just loved there was like a lot of women involved in it and I I was like this is the path and like like this is where I want to go in my career and this is you know I didn't want to just do it for the sake of doing acting I was like right. you know I don't want to just take a job for just for the money of course I want the money too but right you know, I need to live <laughs> yeah yeah but I didn't want to take a job and I was when that came into my lap I was like this is the kind of thing I want to do and uh, and you know like I'd been doing a lot I would I was like recurring a lot on a lot of shows and yeah I was like when is this gonna just shift into mm-hmm. you know and so when that came, I just remember being anxious for a week of just pure anxiety, never leaving my body <laughs> and just hoping that it would happen. And then when I got the offer, I burst into tears on my friend's bed and, oh was like, and she cried with me. I was like, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, That's a good friend. Yeah. She was a great friend. She is a great friend. Um, but, uh, I think, yeah, I think that made a big impact on me. And I was like, okay, this is not all for nothing. It's not changing. It's like, it's moving, you know? Right. Um, 
and I really appreciate the, the job it, that it was. I just loved the script so much. And so mm. it was something that I was really excited about in, for a lot of reasons. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores. And it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta. And I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop. And you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. You bring up an interesting point, which is like, it's hard to make that leap when you've been a reoccurring or a guest star for so long on shows. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to make that leap, especially these days when TV series are filled with Oscar winning actors yeah. and feature <laughs> film actors. It's so much harder for TV actors to then make that jump to a series regular because so many more times they'll hire, you know, we just saw Kate Winslet. Whoever thought that you'd see Kate Winslet on an HBO show, like yeah. crazy. Um, so it's, it's interesting that you brought that up, that it it felt like a struggle to be like, when am I going to be able to break through that glass ceiling and get Mm -hmm. to that series regular role? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think like, I think it's a constant struggle because even more and more and that's happening, you know, every day, um, more recently. So it's even harder, I think, but it doesn't mean it can't happen, you know, Mm -hmm. and I feel like so much of this industry is persistence and you know obviously being working on your talent and and you know all the other things that come with it but so much of it is persistence and I see the most incredible actors just kind of not being able to continue doing it and Mm. and not and like you know moving on and fair to them but I'm like oh if you just kept going a little longer it just I think it just takes time yeah, I mean, acting is definitely one of one of the professions where it's like you got to be looking at the long game. You can't be looking at what's next month, what's even next year. It has to be like, if I'm still in this in 10 years, then I know that I'm kicking ass because I'm still doing it. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, you really have to love it. <laughs> yeah, you have it. to love it. It doesn't make it, none of this is worth it if you don't, you know. And I yeah. think people fall out of love with it because it becomes such a job, you know, and Mm -hmm. we're, you know, I always think that, yes, we get paid very, very well when you make it to that place of series regular and whatever. And people are always like, wow, you get paid, you know, they're always shocked by it. I'm like, but if you average it out between Mm -hmm. all three auditions that we do, it's not 
you know, like the amount of time and work and energy and anxiety, you know, when you get that audition and having to like rush back from whatever you're doing to make sure you get it in on time. And now it's like, everything's becoming, you you tape all your auditions now or right. or whatever you're having to like edit it and you're having to do all of that mm-hmm. you're, it's just you're one person one crew person. now yeah, which is a whole mess <laughs> well and there's also like the the time it takes to even prep the audition forget even filming yeah. it or getting to the audition or being in the room the prep time itself it's like you could spend like upwards of a whole ass day or two days or three days on one character because you're trying to build it out so that it's solid and that takes so much time so much effort so much work and it's mentally draining and so you've done all of this stuff for free for like years yes you deserve the paycheck yes exactly like I'll take it please (laughs) (laughs) tell me a little bit about um Gossip Girl which is your latest role which uh, had to have been exciting. I loved that show growing up. I thought it was the coolest uh, show me ever. Do I know? I didn't know anything about the role or whatever when it came in. I was also testing for something at the time, and so I had mm. to pick um, and pick, not knowing what this role was on Gossip Girl. But I was like, "It's Gossip Girl. I'm doing it." That's obviously, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was such a fun show to grow up with and um yeah I just I really wanted to be involved I was like all right I don't know what it is but I'll sign up (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah and it was such a weird thing too because I think I think I auditioned yeah I think it was the day before everything shut down during COVID wow and then you know hadn't heard and then I just got a call being like oh you're being offered this role but we don't know anything about it (laughs) and amazing you know, yeah, weird, weird and great experience. Um, I mean, yeah. that is weird. How long did you have to to prep that character before you were on set? I mean, did they did they um, give you ample time, or was it like a? I mean, go. I read the script. Um, yeah, the first script. I didn't read anything else. Only the first script. So I had like some answers, but I didn't even get to. <laughs> I didn't even get a lot of information until after the first day of filming, and I was like, oh. Okay. Oh, shit. Right. Yeah, because it, it was so busy and like, you know, everyone is, there's, there was so much to do in this. It was a new, we have all these new protocols now with COVID and, mm-hmm. you know, so it's it's kind of manic and I was like, all right, I hope I'm doing it justice, you know? And so I'm like finding out as we're, as we're filming basically. And wow, I, yeah, I didn't know a lot. Um, so that was different, but exciting. Yeah also cool to kind of discover it as I was reading it um mm. I was like having the experience that probably people are having watching it from reading it being like oh right oh we do this okay <laughs> like <laughs> I mean yeah. that kind of is the fun part of being on a on a series too especially if you go into the next seasons is like every episode you're discovering something new about your character that you did not know before yeah totally completely Which is just it's hysterical because then you go back to like season one, you're like, interesting that I made those choices because yes. that would not work with the choices that I I've made in season I'm six. Like, I'm like, I wish they would trust us a little more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could make better choices if I knew <laughs> where I, I was feel that. Going. Sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it's better not to know. So I get it. Yeah. I get why 
do that sometimes, but but sometimes uh, I like heads up. I would be nice. Um, well, on this show, we like to share audition stories. It can be, you know, ones that got away, the big one that got away, or it can be sad stories, funny stories, uh, basically anything, just the audition mayhem that we go through. Yeah. Uh, do you have any stories you would like to share with our listeners? Oh, my goodness. I have so many. I'm trying to pick which <laughs> one. So many awful, disastrous stories that makes me go, how did I ever do this? like how am I working how did that happen (laughs) one good one um so no I don't I like I really can't pick hold on let me think um I have a very quick one of something I didn't book and I can Mm. I'm happy to tell you what it was so I have this fear of singing in front of people um yes I've always had it and uh I've been made to do it in my life for some reason (laughs) I was like you're bringing into me what exactly what I need to work on. And it's really confronting. Thank you very much world. Um, but <laughs> I had an audition for Glee years ago oh, wow. and they wanted me to bring in sheet music and I don't really know how to read sheet music. So I was like, um, okay. So I just came in with it and the pianist started playing. Uh, so I think we did the scene and then we were going into the song. Pianist okay. started playing and I'll, I literally I didn't even I was I was it was completely the wrong note okay so I gave him something that was totally different to how I was singing and then I was like oh, I don't know how to do this now and then we just like we it was like not coming together and clearly he was much more experienced than I was so it was me who was wrong and uh, <laughs> I couldn't get it together and I just we were just laughing all of us and I was like <laughs> I don't think I got this one right and he was like no but it's okay I love how much you tried I was like yeah I think I should stop trying <laughs> because <laughs> I don't think I have hope and then I walked out and it was great it was so fun because I think that like you know you can get so hurt by bad auditions and I definitely have in the yeah. past like oh I was so bad and like why did I do this and just hate it you know putting everything on myself and just to kind of have the experience of being like you know what, this is, I just, I'm not a bad singer. I just can't sing in front of people for in auditions like this. I'm just, I yeah. can't do it. And don't take it so seriously and don't hate myself for it, you know? And we just had mm-hmm. so much fun. I was like, well, they had a fun little laugh in their day. Um, right. And that was great. So that's a quick one. But then I had to do it for Broadway. I did a show on Broadway. And, uh, oh, wow. um, well, I guess the audition story for that was really interesting too, because I um I'd never done theater professionally or anything. You know, I I mm. trained it, but I'd never done it. And I got I'd been asking to do theater to my reps for years, and they're like, Rana, they're not gonna take you seriously. Like, unless you had gone to like one of the bigger schools, like or whatever. It's not. It's a little hard to get your foot in the door with that. I was like, but just try mm. and get one audition, please. So this very specific role came along and um, they, I, they got me the audition. I was like, oh my gosh, this is my moment. Nobody else is taken away from me. I'm not giving them a choice, but to pick anybody but me, like they're not going to have a choice. They're going Love to. Love that. So I, like, I asked every friend under the sun to help me work on it. And I was just like constantly, constantly working on the scenes as much as I could. I went in there and I don't have a lot of confidence in auditions. I'm usually a terrible auditioner. And I went mm. in 
I did it and I was like so if you want me just so you know I know you have callbacks next week with the director um, I'm not going to be here so you'd have to schedule it for this day I don't know it's like I was possessed by something. whoa yeah it's like I became possessed <laughs> and uh and she and the casting director was like oh yeah no we do want to, you to come in blah 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 I was like, am I, is, is this how it works? Do I just like brain power, like overconfidence? To oh them? my God. So then she called me in and they made it work um, with the director. And I, I had my call back with him and he was, his name's Rupert Gordon. He's so lovely and so incredible. And uh, he just, you know, was kind of sat back watching and he asked me to do a few mm. times some notes. And then he was like, Rana, have you, um, he's very British. He's like, have you, have you, uh, have you ever done theater before? I was like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, the producers were sitting there and they, we all burst out laughing. I was like, no, nah, I've never done it. I, was, I don't know what I'm doing. And so, yeah. Um, and just got really, you know, uh, I was like, no, no, no idea what I'm doing. So great. Yeah. And then I walked out and I knew they loved what I was doing. I knew there was yeah. like something about that, something about the character in me like clicking, you know, but I left and I was like, oh, wait, hold on. I just totally put myself down. It was like the complete opposite of what oh, I'd done. No. In the first one. And I was like, no, I was like very like happy and fun and whatever about it. But I was like, at the end of the day, I've done, which is not on my resume, like, the, the arena tour that I've done and like I've performed so much in huge mm-hmm. audiences like I don't get stage fright you know things like that and I was like I didn't even he wouldn't even know that how would he know that like right. how would he know that I have the experience to be able to do this you know mm-hmm. if I don't share that and I just like fully put myself down without you know letting him know I've done all these things that would you know right help. And uh, so I was really disappointed with myself and I kept thinking that I was like, I feel like I can just feel they want me, but I'm such a risk for them for having never done theater and then to put me in a Broadway play. And I was like, but I have to have like, this is my way into theater. I have to get this role. (laughs) I also love it, you know? And so, and I was flying to um, LA for a premiere for a show that I was on. So I couldn't, I, I like that's why I had I couldn't I had to do it on a certain day and when I was I called my reps and I was like guys I'm really stressed out I feel like I you know I, I kind of screwed it up and they're always like Rana you always say this it's fine yeah like, no 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 I really think like I really just want to get in the room with them again and speak to them and they're like okay it's fine it's fine they said they really liked you it's fine when I got off the plane they were like okay so they do love you but they are worried that you're a risk. Everything that I felt was correct, you know? And yeah. they were like, so they're going to have you read another scene and you're going to have to find a theater space to tape it in because they want to feel your voice. And um, and you have to get it in by tomorrow. And I was also getting all the stuff prepped for the premiere the next day. Oh my God. And I had to find a space like this in LA and find people to help me, you know, to read with and whatever. And then when I did it, I had this incredible coach out there who... He was like, I just kept saying to him, I just like wish I could get in front of them to talk to them about what I had said. And like the fact that I have this experience that I think will help me you mm-hmm. know, to do this role and like not be as much of a risk as they say. And he was like, just tell them on camera. Yeah, why like, not? Just do it. I was like, oh, is that not weird? And he was like, I mean, maybe. And some people might hate it, but 
you never know if that's how you feel like if you want to communicate something do it so I did yeah this is what I've done blah 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 so if you like what I'm doing I just want you to have the confidence that I will be able to like achieve it and I'll be Mm -hmm. I will let you guys down and then I booked it so see that was great but I turned up to my first day of rehearsal and uh they bring some sheet music to me and they're like here's your song it's a play I was like wait what and they're like oh yeah yeah you're, you've got a song in it I was like oh oh I'm singing oh with sheet music okay uh you're like hold on hold on hold on this this is not what I agreed well, to after doing 111 performances I think I've overcome the uh singing in front of people thing yeah Finally, god I would hope yeah. That, you know, that story is a great story for um, young performers who are listening to the show because there is something in taking that risk and being like, yeah, you know what? Um, FYI, I know how to do this. I am this person. You, it, even if it doesn't say so and you're just like, well, should I say that in a self-tape? Sometimes it's worth it. Sometimes yeah. it's worth emailing the director or sometimes it's worth doing something. I mean, one of the best stories is Kate Winslet sending a letter to James Cameron saying, I'm ready. And that being the exact reason why he did hire her for Titanic. So, I mean, there's there's those things where it's like you can take things into control and do things to push yourself and to push your career forward as long as you have that like confidence behind you saying like, yeah. I know that this is what I'm feeling and I know that I need to tell you this at this time. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's... I think it's important to believe in yourself that way and also to yeah. put yourself out there at the end of the day, you know? 100%. 100%. Well, um, it has been a pleasure to talk to you. What uh, What's next for you? I read that you want to get into writing side, directing side. Is that right? Yeah. During COVID, I wrote a short film that I just – I'm literally finishing editing this week. Um, Amazing. That I wrote and directed and that's really the route I want to go down um I want to create stories that I feel like you know have still yet to be told and and Mm -hmm. diversity and inclusion and and things that I've experienced from being so mixed and living in so many places that I feel like I have to offer um Mm -hmm. and you know making people like that feel seen whether you know it's storytelling whether it's in front of the camera behind and I really enjoy being behind it too um and I had I was filming three shows when I was doing Gossip Girl so those shows are also coming out and I'm about to fly to Atlanta to do another show on ABC um so that's amazing yeah it's been a fun year awesome (laughs) I'd say sounds like a good year for Rana um how can people follow you on social media to keep up with all of your shows and everything happening I actually literally just forgot it as you were asking me, but um, I, <laughs> I'll put yes, my Instagram is I am Rana Roy, and uh, that's really the only thing that I use. Um, I'm pretty useless at all the social medias, but I try <laughs> sometimes, and it's all over the place, like I am. Um, and so that's yeah, that's really the only one I use. Uh, sometimes I go on Facebook too. I have a, a page on there, and I do read everything. So um, yeah. I can't always reply to everything, but I read it and, you know, but the most updated thing I'd say is Instagram. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I am stoked to see everything that you're doing and I can't wait for your short film. Please send it to me when it's out into the world because I would love to watch it. 
Um, and congratulations on on everything. You're just Thank kicking you ass so these days. Much. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you again to Rana for coming on the show. Tune in next week. I will have Kevin Mambo on the show. He's been in the business forever. He's a fantastic actor. He has a brand new Netflix series called Hit and Run coming out soon um, that I'm so stoked to see. And uh, great conversation with Kevin. Make sure to tune in next week. And if you're not already subscribed to the show now, make sure you click that subscribe button wherever it is that you're listening to my voice at this moment. You can also leave us some love, some stars, some words, um, and you can head on over to Twitter or Instagram or Facebook and uh, talk to us. Let us know who you want to hear on the show and uh, check out some fun little graphics that we post, some exclusive videos from these episodes. And as always, thanks for coming in. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.